Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. I am Luke Douglas and welcome to the Impact in Jamaica podcast. Today's guest is Ruth Lynn Johnson from the JPS. Ruth Lynn, please introduce yourself with your title. All right, thank you so much for having me, Luke. My title, it is really, I'm Ruth Lynn Johnson and I'm a customer service area manager for Area East, which means I'm responsible for customer service for Kingston, St. Andrew and St. Thomas. That's a big portfolio because Kingston and St. Andrews are a big chunk of Jamaica. It no, is. Dis no disrespect to the rest of Jamaica. <laughs> it is. We actually have the majority of the customers, meaning you'll find a lot of the customers in Kingston and a lot of the customers in St. Andrew. Really, we have a big chunk of the, of the, the, the island. Right. So, Ruth Lynn, the issue of your JPS bill, that is something that troubles many persons. Um, the bill is, is it a mystery? Is it something that's difficult <laughs> to understand? Uh, but, uh, but certainly it has to be paid. So tell me a little bit more about the JPS bill and how it is configured. So first thing we definitely love when you pay your JPS bill. That's very, very important. But I'd really love for my customers to have a better understanding of their JPS bill. My personal position is that we're in a relationship with our customers. When you, when you open an account with JPS, once you start doing business with us, you are in a relationship. And that's why it is so important for me that you get to understand your JPS bill because your JPS bill is not just a document that causes angst, anxiety, and pain and shock, as some people seem to think of it. Mm -hmm. It is really a document that explains to you why you have to pay the balance that you have on it and it tells you all kinds of things it gives you all kinds of information that tells you about your usage you know how many days you're being billed for whether you have a balance being brought forward it gives you a lot of information and so today I want to break it down break it down for you my customers so that you have a better understanding so that the relationship that you have with JPS will be one that's favorable you know one that you enjoy because we do give you convenience and lots of interesting things come out of the fact that you are able to utilize your stove, your refrigerator, your TV, your cell phone from the power that you get from your electricity that we supply you with. Okay, so let's go with the breaking down of this bill. First thing you need to understand when it comes to your JPS bill and the electricity that you use. There are many factors that make up your bill. Some of them are within your control. Some of them are without your control. You don't have any control over some of them. I'm going to start first with the ones that you can control. The first thing you can control about your electricity bill is how much electricity you use. Okay. You have the power to decide how much electricity you use. It's all in your hands. You have the power to do that one. The next thing that is in your power is to decide what type of appliances you want to you want to purchase right. what is the wattage of the electricity appliances that you purchase because different appliances have different wattage you can purchase for example a refrigerator and one refrigerator has very high wattage which means it's going to consume a lot and another refrigerator has lower wattage which means it's going to consume less than 
the one with higher wattage. Yeah. So you decide what you want to purchase. So those are two of the main things that you have control over. Outside of that now, there are some other factors that neither JPS nor you, the customer, would have control over. And those are factors, for example, the fuel cost. The fuel cost is something that neither of us have control over because fuel is really something that we purchase on the world market, right? right? And the prices on the world market determine what the price is going to be on your bill. The IPP is another thing, that's the independent power producer charge that is on your light bill. You'll see it, IPP charges. That refers to the companies in Jamaica that actually make electricity and sell to us because JPS no longer has a monopoly on generation. We have other persons, other companies that make electricity and sell to the grid. And those are, for example, the Jamaica Energy Partners, JEP, the Jamaica Private Power Company, JPPC. And we have a number of solar farms. We have a wind farm in Jamaica as well. They sell yes. to the grid. Now, the cost that we, you know, that comes with that association, how much we pay them for the electricity that they sell to us, that is something that is negotiated and we really don't have much control over that as well. So there we have it a while ago, we have the fuel and IPP cost, mm -hmm. and we have the fuel, we have the IPP, and then you have the foreign exchange component. Everybody knows that there's always this little thing going on between the Jamaica dollar and the US dollar. And once the US dollar increases, takes over a little bit, then it means that there's an impact on your bill because most of the things that make up the JPS bill, most of the things that make up the, the production of electricity, they're purchased with US dollars. So there's yes. going to be an impact on your bill from the foreign exchange component as well. And then you have the government charges, that's the GCT. But of course, when you think about it, it really only applies to usage that exceeds 150 kilowatts. If you use less than that, you don't pay GCT. So there again, you have a little control. You want to make sure that you keep your light bill down below or your usage below 150 kilowatts so that you don't have to pay GCT. Correct. But that's those are the factors really. At yeah. least as close to 150. Or as, as close possible. to 150 as possible. Yes. Even though recently the government is giving, you know, a little discount for customers who remain mm -hmm. below 201. Oh. So if you use up to 200 kilowatts right now, you get a 20% discount on your bill. Yes. Little sweeteners in the pot right there. Mm -hmm. But those are really the factors that impact your bill. The fuel and IPP, the foreign exchange component, the amount you use, and the, the, the types of appliances that you actually use. And some of them are within your control, some of them are not in your control. So it's really that you need to think carefully about how you manage your usage. So Ruth Lynn, what percentage of your customers use, let's say, uh, below 200 kilowatt hours per month? All right, believe it or not, despite all the cries you might hear sometimes from customers saying that their bills are very high and that their usage seems to be a lot, it's really about 80% of our customer base that uses about 200 kilowatts of electricity, mm -hmm. kilowatt hours of electricity, really, yeah. only about 80%, and yeah, the rest yeah. would be our large commercial customers, that's the other 20%. Yes, so the word really is try to keep your usage down try in to order to manage your cost. Yeah, try to keep your usage down because I'm going to be frank, electricity is not necessarily a cheap commodity. It means that 
sometimes you're thinking that wow this bill is so high but when you look at it your usage is really not a lot it's just that the cost of electricity is is a little bit you know it's a little bit high and that comes from the various factors I mentioned that affect those bills and that is really the fuel cost and the foreign exchange and and then the amount you use comes into play and speaking of usage of um, appliances what appliances use up the most electricity and sends up your bill. And now, a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our podcast. All right, when it comes to your appliances, one of the key things for customers to know is what are your big guzzlers? You know, just like how people talk about the gas guzzler when you talk about the, you know, the big vehicles that people drive and some of them are gas guzzlers and some of them useless. Right. The same thing for your appliances. Yes. You have your big users and you need to know what your big users are because once you accept and acknowledge what your big users are, and then it will determine how you use them. Now, some of your big users, the AC, and I'm gonna start with the air conditioning unit because it's summertime in Jamaica. Maybe not so, well, to be honest, I hear that they're very high temperatures right now going across, um, across UK Europe, and yes, Europe, Europe France, right, yes. right. So maybe those persons may also be utilizing their AC units as well, but you will understand the relationship. In Jamaica, we're having summertime, and it means that the temperatures have gone up a little bit more than they normally are. So persons are tempted to utilize their AC units. Now that is one of your big users. Yes. How you manage the usage of that particular appliance, you want to make sure that you don't just have it running freely because if you do that, it's going to show on your light bill and I don't want people to be screaming when they get their bills. What you need to do is to utilize your AC unit in a, in a very interesting way. For example, if you get home in the afternoon and the house is very hot, you want to first open up your windows, let out the hot air out of that room or out of your house. And then you turn on your AC unit. Let that cool down the place for maybe two hours or maybe three hours. And then remember that they, the windows and everything should be closed when you turn on the AC because you don't want to let out the cool air. Right. Then, so because everything is now closed, you would have that cool air in the space. Then you turn off the AC and you turn on the fan and let the fan start circulating that cool air for you and yes. then you do that and if, if, if it should be that it gets warm again 
you probably can repeat the process but the thing is don't have your AC unit just running unlimited for unlimited hours because right. it's going to impact your bill another thing that you want to do with your AC unit is if you really have not been using that AC unit for say from January to to May and you're going to turn it on in June, July, August during the hotter months. You want to make sure that you, you 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 service it, because servicing the appliance also means it performs optimally. It gives you the best the best performance, and it also does not burn more than it should. Right. So you want to service it and make sure that you you keep it functioning properly. So we move from the AC to the refrigerator. It's mm -hmm. summertime again. Things are warm. The children are at home. People are opening that refrigerator constantly. It means that the refrigerator is going to be pulling more power than it normally does. Because once you have hot air going into the chamber, it's going to cause the, the, the refrigerator to pull more power than it normally does. So what right. you want to do with that refrigerator to cut down on how much it actually costs you? You want to get a, an, an igloo, a large igloo. You put that igloo, you pack it with ice, you pack it with the juices for the children. So when they want that cool drink or when they want water, you know, to hydrate themselves, they can open the igloo and they get what they want from the igloo, not going into the refrigerator constantly. You also want to do things like make sure that your refrigerator is not close to your stove. Oh. Yes, mm. because the, the warm air or the yes. hot air coming from the stove is going to cause that refrigerator to work harder. harder you also yes. want to move it from right in front of the, the window where the sun shines on it. You also want to pull your refrigerator about six inches away from the wall to allow air to circulate around the refrigerator. Those are just the little tricks that you can do to actually make it operate efficiently for you. You also don't put warm food into in your refrigerator. Indeed. You let the food cool down first before you put it in that refrigerator. Yes. Those are some of the tricks for the, mm -hmm. for the refrigerator as well. Another of the big guzzlers. And I'm going to mention one that I hope people are not using because of how hot it is, the water heater. It's a mm -hmm. big user. It's a guzzler. If you are going to use your water heater for those persons who tell me no matter what no matter what time of the year Ruth Lynn I have to use warm water to bathe for those persons please turn on that water heater no more than 30 minutes before. 30 minutes before you are going to use it turn it off you will get after. warm water to, to keep that you can bathe in your nice warm water so you're going to make sure that you you really utilize it in a very efficient way. Turn it on, 30 minutes, turn it off, and that's it. That's your water heater because they do burn quite a bit of electricity. Your electric stove also, it's a midway guzzler. It can burn a lot if you use it a lot. So what you want to do with your electric stove if you own one is to make sure that when you're, when you're cooking, you do everything one time. Don't do one thing now and then you do another thing later. You also want to make sure that there's something that should go in the oven, you do it at the same time. So the oven is running while the stove is also running because you don't want to go and bake a cake later because you're going to be burning more electricity. You also want to utilize the size of the burners. There's a reason why you see burners on that stove at different sizes. Don't put a small pot on the big burner because the big burner is burning more power than the small one. So match the size of the burners with the size of the pots that you're using. Yes. And you can also turn off those burners 10, f 5 or 10 minutes before you finish cooking because trust me, the heat that is there can actually continue to cook whatever is in that pot and the stove is off and you're actually saving and conserving. 
The other guzzler that you might find in your house, if you do have one, is a dryer. I hope nobody's using their dryer, no? That burns a lot. If you want to use your dryer because you like soft, fluffy pillows, pl not pillows, soft, fluffy sheets yes. or towels, mm -hmm. then you really want to make sure that you use that for very, very short periods, and then that's it. Your washing machine, make sure that you put a lot of load in. Don't just use it three times for the week. You wait until the end of the week and then you put quite a big load in and then you wash and then you are done. You want to make sure that you use them efficiently. That's a key thing because you may have appliances that are big guzzlers of electricity but it's the time frame, the duration that you, that you spend using them. And there are times when you need to wonder, do I need to use this appliance? For example, do I need to use the dryer when I have the sunshine? Do I need to use the fan when I, have the, when I can open the window and let in some breeze if you live near to the sea or in a breezy area? So duration is also important. Then, it, then you also want to think of, should I purchase this size of plants? Do I need to purchase a double door refrigerator that makes ice, really? Do you really need that one? It's up to you to decide. So duration, size, wattage, and the amount of time that you use it and how efficiently you utilize them in terms of maintaining them and servicing them. Those are key things. Thanks again, Ruth Lynn Johnson, for being my guest on the Impact in Jamaica podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.